Hi, I'm Laura Key. And I'm Miles Pitchard. And we're both academic skills tutors in the library academic support team. And today we're going to be talking about how to write the perfect assignment. So, Miles, what do you think are some of the key things that students need to think about when they're approaching their assignments initially? Well, I think one really big one is that it can be really daunting when you're looking at that assignment title and maybe also looking at that word count, uh, which might look, uh, look quite big. So it's a good idea to think about how you can break that task down, turn it from one really big job into a series of smaller, more achievable ones. Yeah, I totally agree. I've definitely had that feeling myself of being overwhelmed uh, you know, when you first presented with an assignment title, perhaps. So I think it is really important to think about that time aspect and what you can get done between now and the deadline, really. So how do you think students might go about managing their time in that way? Well, I, I think it is really good to uh, think about actually scheduling time for specific things, uh, because I've definitely done that thing of looking at the assignment title in the past and thinking oh, okay I know something about this something will happen uh, so I'll just kind of sit <laughs> and look at the screen uh, or the page and, and wait for something to occur uh, and that maybe moment of uh, divine inspiration perhaps that's it absolutely and, and maybe thinking back to to undergraduate days um, I would have put you know do assignment one uh, in my in my diary or in my planner, which doesn't tell you too much in terms of what you actually need to do. So I think it's great to think about having some kind of procedure, series of steps that you follow and, and planning quite specifically for what you want to do each time you sit down to work on that assignment. And I think that's also vital, isn't it? If you have a few deadlines coming up at the same time, which is always quite common that, you know, you might realise the end of the semester is when you've got three or four different assessments due in. So perhaps this is something to think about really right at the beginning of the semester before you even get going with thinking about what each individual assignment is about. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And I, I think it's really tricky from the student perspective because you know you tend to get advice about one thing at a time you're talking to a skills tutor or a lecturer or whoever it might be mm. um, and perhaps you sometimes feel frustrated because you're getting advice as though that's the only thing that you're doing yeah but of course in reality as as you're suggesting you know you have lots of different deadlines to juggle lots of different things outside of your academic life to handle as well mm. um, so it can be really challenging and I think that's why being really on top of time management uh, is is fundamental to succeeding you know, because mm. you're on the course you're, you're going to be able to do it and of course um, you're going to be challenged that's that's what you want um, uh, academically but it's really important to make sure that you organize your day-to-day -day and week-to-week -week activities so that you can you can really perform so that means doing some really careful planning and maybe doing so much planning as it were that you might feel oh I need to be cracking on with it now I need to be mm, writing yeah. you know I yeah, need to see some results an issue couldn't it um but and it's very easy to say as well isn't it but not necessarily so easy to do um I mean practically speaking I know I used to use certain strategies to, to plan my time like um I this sounds like a really obvious one but even now I just use my phone calendar 
for everything I have reminders for absolutely everything in my phone calendar (laughs) and I know that if those go off and I have multiple reminders for each thing as well so I know that if those go off I need to address them even if I can't do the thing I've said I would do right now I know then that I need to move that reminder to another day Um, so you know it's not always about getting it perfect first time either I don't think when it comes to time management but it's about finding uh, a strategy that works for you and also being willing to amend that strategy, I think, as well, if other things get in the way, perhaps. Um, I don't know, Miles, what kind of techniques have, do either you use now or have you used in the past to manage your time? Like you, I, I rely on the on the technology. Um, you know, if, if Outlook were to, to disappear, then, uh, yeah, that would be that would be a real problem yeah. for me um and it's it's really good because it does enable you to have that flexibility as as you're saying uh and anything that gives you a little reminder uh you know a day before uh, or whatever yeah. it might be that's that's really good um i think probably you know back in the in the stone age when i was studying it was a it was more <laughs> of a, a paper uh diary that that i was using but i think that yeah. the key thing is to to invest in whatever system you're using so you just have to take that time um on that daily basis i guess to to check that everything uh, that you need to do for the coming week or weeks whatever it might be is in there uh, and make any tweaks that that you need to make so then you've got one thing that you can look at whether it's your app diary whatever it might be that tells you what you need to be doing and I think it's worth saying as well that I don't think paper versions are totally obsolete these days either. Um, mm. I think it can be quite useful sometimes to have something visual, you know, like uh, a chart that's just above your desk or whatever that you can see all the time, um, you know, so that you've, you've got that awareness, you're maintaining that awareness of what you've got to do and what you've got to get done by a certain time. So I think it, it's so important to find what works best for you as an individual, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And and I guess, you know, within reason, it's good to be able to experiment a little bit, you know, in the early days of of your course, say, uh, mm-hmm. to see what works best for you. Um, but once you've you've got that technique and, and as I was saying, if you can really invest in it, then I think that helps you practically. And I think, you know, based on what we've heard from lots of students, it can help to keep the stress to a minimum, too, because you can't realistically expect to keep all of these things in your brain all the time those several assignments that you have to do and all the rest of it so if you've got something that you can externalize and look at it and say to yourself yep okay I'm at different stages with different bits of work yeah but I feel like I'm on top of it and that probably helps you to stay calm it'd be wonderful if you could keep it all in there at once wouldn't it <laughs> yes I mean I certainly can't I certainly can't you know you, no. you need to need to have some kind of uh as I say system I think don't you and and part of that is to to keep you in the right kind of frame of mind because yeah. you're going to need to be thinking very deeply about your topics and your questions and being creative and so on and it's it's really hard to do that if there's you know rising panic because you're aware of of deadlines coming up yeah so it might that might be a good point to move on to thinking more about the question and maybe the topic that you're looking at and thinking about having a specific assignment in front of you say you've carved out the time you know that you are now going to focus on one particular assignment for the next few days or weeks or whatever it is um, and maybe we need to think about how you might get started with that because I know I hear a lot of students saying I know what I'm supposed to do but I haven't got a clue where to start um, 
And I always think that the assignment brief is just absolutely essential to read that, to know it, to understand it inside out before you can actually get cracking with any of the work you need to do. Um, I don't know what you think about that, Miles. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think uh, it's really good to to really emphasize, almost overemphasize that mm. stage in, in your planning, as it were. So do that specific planning and, and getting your head around the question can be, uh, you know, one or more study sessions that you that you yeah. schedule in your diary uh, so that you can be really confident before you move on uh, to the following stages, which we'll, we'll talk about shortly, um, that you've really understood what it is you're being asked to do. Uh, it might be that there's more than one element to the question. You know, yeah. it's easy to miss you being asked to do one thing and then another. Um, so, so, yeah, spending some time kind of pulling apart the question, looking at the brief and clarifying anything that needs clarifying is is essential. I think there's maybe that tendency within most of us perhaps to, uh, as I suggested earlier on, to want to see some results, you know, mm, want to see words yeah, on the page yeah. or to just leap into that stage of, right, I must go and get some information. Uh, you know, I think I know something about this and I'll and I'll start reading and writing. Uh, but I think it's a good idea most of the time to say, let's just put the brakes on uh, a little bit and uh, and have that session where you really go to town on the question and the brief. Yeah. And I think having confidence to ask as well, if you don't know, curbs, I think I've definitely had that experience in the past where you sit down and you look at a question and you think I should know what this means, but I'm actually not 100 percent sure what I'm being asked to do. And obviously meeting the brief is virtually impossible if you haven't got a clue what you're being asked to produce. So, you know, going back to your a module tutor or speaking to somebody in the library academic support team, if you're struggling with that, just that first hurdle of understanding the question, I think is really important um, because you don't want to either then find it difficult to get started or just go totally down the wrong track. Yeah. And and again, I'm using myself as a as a bad example, I guess. I'm sure I can remember <laughs> at least one occasion uh, early on studying at higher education level where I wrote an assignment that I was super proud of because you know I thought this is a brilliant uh, brilliant assignment, and maybe it was, but it answered an entirely different question to the one that had actually been set. You know, so That's sometimes it, yeah. enthusiasm can get the better of you. Uh, yeah, and we yeah. want people to be enthusiastic, but uh, yeah, just be careful at that first stage. Yeah, I think, you know, I definitely have also had that feedback before of great assignment, but you didn't actually answer the question. So therefore, not that great an assignment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think as well, it's worth noting if you do get that kind of feedback, don't be too disheartened because we've a lot of us have done it at some point. Um, but it is about taking time at that first step, isn't it, to understand, understand the instruction word, you know, are you being asked to evaluate? Are you being asked to analyse? Are you being asked to explain, describe, you know? critically analyze there are so many different instructional words before you even start to think about the topic uh, phrases and what they might mean um so as you say miles maybe taking one or even two study sessions to to work out what that means and what approach you might take i think is, is really important yeah i think so I, I guess it's unlikely that the the tutor is looking for uh, you know information dump you know just demonstrate mm. all of your knowledge about the, the topic obviously yeah. demonstrating knowledge is part of it but they really want to see uh, in in almost all cases I guess uh, a really carefully constructed argument that 
that really nails the the question, the assignment brief. So that's why uh, the the head scratching and asking questions and looking at resources like the ones that we have on our essay writing section of the the Skills for Learning website, yeah, uh, where we've got our understanding assignment questions uh, uh, word doc on there, where you can see yeah. a little glossary of those mm. instruction words. That kind of time, I think, is time well spent. Yeah, I think that's really handy, and I think the other important thing that strikes me is to make sure when you're looking at that assignment brief you're not just reading the question but you're also looking at those learning outcomes that every module has that you're being asked to demonstrate your ability to do and normally the, your assignment will have you know a certain number of those it might not be all the learning outcomes for the module but you might have two or three of those learning outcomes attached to this particular assignment so it's not just about understanding that question it's about understanding what those learning outcomes are asking you to do as well so that you can answer that question in the right way yeah that's a really good point isn't it how does how does it fit into to what the module is is doing as a whole yeah mm. really good to reflect on that before you before you really get going i suppose mm. so how about should we think about maybe the reading stage so if we make an assumption now that we've sort of figured out what the question's asking us to do we know what the topic is how would you Miles, begin going about your reading if you were doing an assignment right now? Well, I, I think uh, thinking about me performing well, you know, not the old version of Miles who tended to, <laughs> to go wrong in his, in his procedure here. Uh, I think I would, at the initial stage where you've, you've gone through the question and so on, uh, look to be making some notes uh, about things that I already know about this topic yeah. uh, you know, things that I need to go and find out you know maybe mm -hmm. maybe gaps that I think I need to address so uh, I'd use that as a starting point and then um, perhaps the sensible thing to do is to to look at the uh, essential reading the core reading uh, for the module because it's very likely going to be something that you'll need to address in that assignment uh, so I guess you've got one eye on your initial notes uh, and you've got another eye as it were uh, on the the essential reading from that module and you know week by week looking at information that's uh, that's there in my Beckett should give you a, a solid foundation I would say. Absolutely um, I think we shouldn't underestimate the value of looking at like you say lecture notes information on my Beckett because you know your tutor is going to be trying to steer you and give you some sense of what direction they want you to go in with all that information so in some senses perhaps the first stage in reading is not so much finding some new information but looking at what you've already got and then working out from there what you need to do in addition um, and I think just looking at those lecture notes can quite often give you a sense of exactly what area of the topic you want to focus on, which area you're either interested in or which area has a lot of information that you'll be able to find quite easily. Because sometimes it's quite a pragmatic thing, isn't it, when it comes to information searching? I think I used to find you wouldn't necessarily. I think we've all been in that position where you've got a sense of what you want to write about in relation to a topic but then you go and do some searching and you can't actually really find information to support the thing you want to say mm. um, and sometimes you need to follow the information you've been given rather than being having your heart really set on one area of the topic I think mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I, I guess it's easy to get it the wrong way around in, in mm. that sense isn't it um, because it might be that you look at the question uh, and yeah as you're suggesting think oh I know I know what to say here 
uh, and then kind of rush into uh, getting that written. Um, it's always a bit of a worry if you hear someone say, oh, I've, I've basically written it now, I just need to do the referencing. Find the, yeah. find yeah. the supporting evidence, yeah. Yeah, which, yeah. which sometimes really means, you know, find, find someone to agree with, mm. with what I've said. Uh, <laughs> and then if you can't find those people, you're, you're stuck really, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a question of being sort of tough with yourself, I suppose, and saying, no, I'm going to put it the right way around in terms of the order of, uh, the order of service, you know, the first thing is to is to look at the evidence that there, that's there and then, you know, base your judgment on that and then that should lead to your answer. Um, I think that's a really good tip, just being led by the information rather than letting your hunches lead you, let's say. Um, so when we got past the initial, that initial stage of, you know, you've gathered your information from your lecture notes and your reading lists, where would you go next to find more information on the topic i guess next stop would be discover yeah. so that you can start to do some more independent research uh, because it is going to be your particular assignment isn't it the tutor is going to be marking quite a few uh, and i'm sure there's always going to be uh, something that is essential to answering the question we've spoken mm. about uh, the the resources that are going to be available on on my Beckett things that have been flagged up in lectures and so on um, but I guess it's always good to do that bit of research yourself uh, you yeah. know maybe using references that you found in some of those resources that are up on my Beckett to take you to the next stage and there might be that kind of breadcrumb trail as it were that takes you to uh, to something you haven't already seen um, so yeah that would be That'd be next portal call i'd say absolutely and you know that if you're going through discover that you're going to be finding you know good strong academic resources um rather than just going through google when you're bombarded with everything that exists out there on the big pad internet yeah i mean that's that's such a good tip um temptation is there isn't it always mm, to go it's so easy to just google, to google isn't it yeah uh, you know and in in fairness if um well, i'm thinking back now to when people were actually in offices together but if there's a, a chat going on in the office about a topic that you don't understand you might have a sneaky google of it so that you can keep up i suppose <laughs> and find out what are people talking about um and that's fine i suppose as far as it goes isn't it but in yeah. this context when uh, you know you're looking to put together a really persuasive evidence piece uh, evidence-based a piece of writing rather um you want to make sure that you start with with reliable evidence so yeah why would you not uh, rely on all of that information uh, that you know is going to be solid that you can access through Discover. Definitely, definitely. And I think um, as well, if you're looking for some more specific information, looking at the um, subject support guides on the library website is really essential as well because they will give you uh, access to lots of databases that are specific to your subject area. So I think that's another really good place to look as well. Uh, beyond because sometimes discover can be a bit overwhelming i think as well can't it you know yeah. oh i've got all these resources out there yeah absolutely and then you can uh, you can get the the advice uh, from uh, from academic librarians uh, and, and other staff about how to filter you know how to narrow things down so that you're not overwhelmed yeah, that's a really good idea. You know, you can book a one-to-one -one appointment with an academic librarian to show you all those searching tips, which, you know, searching is a lot more complicated than we perhaps initially might give it credit for. Um, and you can be, get really specific, can't you, if you've got the right terms to use? Yeah, 
Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, it's all about, uh, again, having having a good procedure, knowing how to get from, from A to B to C, isn't it? You, you might mm. have lots and lots of results to begin with, um, but with a, a few little tips, you pretty quickly be able to get those results down to a manageable number and then uh, land on that article or chapter or whatever it might be that's going to be really important to you. And I think it's knowing what to pick and choose and where to stop as well, you know. Um, it can be really hard to sort of take the plunge into starting to plan or even to write because you, there can be that temptation to, I'm just going to read another three or four things, you know. But actually, if they're not really that closely related to this, the topic you're focusing on, then you might just be procrastinating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's that's such a good point. Um, and, and I'm sure that's something that's that's common to... Uh, to lots of people when it comes to to writing assignments you know you you might feel i guess without getting to too sort of pop psychology about it you know a, a bit of a sense of inadequacy a sense of kind of imposter mm. syndrome sometimes so you might try to compensate for that by just doing copious reading and that's great but at some point you do have to stop uh, and think about starting to get an idea of the shape of what you're actually going to say but that is a tricky moment, isn't it? I mean, I know from personal experience that the best way I could find to actually getting into the planning stage after the reading was to do have lots of subheadings, use bullet points, and to try to sort of create a structure in that way. But I know that doesn't necessarily work for everybody. Um, I don't know, did you do something similar, Miles, or did you maybe have a different approach to sort of planning or we, maybe you weren't a planner at all some people aren't <laughs> do you know I, I think initially probably I, I didn't plan a, a great deal thinking back yeah. to, to undergraduate um and I probably tried to keep it in my head and then found after a while that actually it is much more effective to have a bullet point or similar mm. approach I think perhaps some people like to um you know, use a kind of spider diagram technique or something yeah, to get the ideas map. going. Yeah, mind They're quite map nice because they've got that visual aspect, I think, you know, that you don't necessarily get with a list. Um, yeah. But again, it's all about what works for, for the individual, isn't it? And, you know, trying out maybe some, again, some of the resources we've got on the Skills for Learning website under the, um, you know, the, the planning and time management resources on there. You know, there are things like flow charts and, um, you know, other types of, table you can perhaps fill in evidence matrices those sorts of things can be really helpful i think as well i think so yeah those those and it will vary from from person to person but i'm, I'm sure that there'll be uh things that lots of people find useful there uh, that'll enable you to go from you know that stage where the ideas are kind of nebulous you've done some reading mm. you've got some notes and you, you need to get that eventually into a linear structure because that's that's what you're going to produce uh, in the assignment if we are talking about a, a you know written piece of work here. Um, so there might be some steps that get you to that bullet point outline uh, yeah. where, like you say, you use your flowcharts or whatever. Uh, and then once you've got your, as you said, sort of headings, subheadings, list of bullet points or whatever, that's kind of the skeleton, isn't it? And, you know, that'll enable you if it's if it's right to, to start to flesh that out. Um, but I suppose having said that, it's probably good to, if you're able to, time is difficult, I know, because people have all sorts of other commitments as well as the academic stuff and multiple deadlines and so on. But if you're able to kind of put that outline that looks pretty good in a drawer, as it were, and maybe come back a day or two later, yeah. you know, look at it with 
with fresh eyes, mm. uh, then you might spot that actually 0.3 needs to be 0.2 and maybe there's some other tweak that needs to be made uh, here or there. Um, it's so much easier to play around with that structure that might be, I don't know, less than 100 words than mm. it is to change that perfectly written essay that actually goes off yeah. on a tangent halfway through. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, I mean, I've said this already before, but again, it's about finding what works for you, isn't it? Because I think that stage can come much later in the writing process if you're the kind of person that would prefer to get all your words down. I think as long as you are making sure that you're editing, you know, checking, um, making sure you've got a flow there, then if you find it difficult to juggle the structure around in the early stages of the process, it certainly is something you can come back to and do later on, I think, as well. Yeah, sure, that's a good point. I think I'm thinking um, you know, too too narcissistically there about <laughs> the way it works for me, but of course it is it is going to going to vary. Um, but yeah, I think you've, you've put it really well. That's that's the the key point is to is to keep checking, isn't it? And then if you've got your your question there, you know, you said about having a planner kind of up on the the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you've got your your assignment question and or your your sort of draft of your your thesis your main argument for the piece if you've got that to hand then you can just keep glancing at that and whether you are looking at a half written assignment or just bullet points or, or whatever state it might be in you can just say does everything serve that argument you know yeah is this still working or do i need to just have a little tweak i think that's great advice to keep coming back to the brief you know don't just read it once and think right i know what i'm doing but actually at multiple stages in the process to go back to that question go back to those learning outcomes and think oh you know are all the points i'm making actually relevant to this um you know because although it can be a bit galling if you've written a whole section and realize you've got to bin it if that section's not going to get you marks then actually that might be the best thing to to do yeah it's it's brutal isn't it yeah but it's part of the process really good. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. and then that that can go in some file your offcuts file or whatever you know yeah. anything that you've learned reflected on and written that's not going to be wasted um but i suppose with with regards to that particular assignment sometimes you do kind of have to kill your darlings you know that's 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 got to go <laughs> if it isn't really going to work um for that particular uh, that particular assignment yeah and I think, you know, that probably brings us on to that sort of editing and proofreading process, which I think is absolutely essential and can often be overlooked because of time. Um, but I know certainly that whenever I did an assignment, if I gave some time to editing and proofreading, I always 100% did better than I would have done if I just dashed it off and handed it in 10 minutes before the deadline, <laughs> which I may have done once or twice as well. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, we said about sort of time management, and project management, haven't we? Yeah. You know, what one element of that, which we've just spoken about, is kind of monitoring. You know, is it all on track? Does it all serve the argument that that I want to to set out? Um, another element of that is giving yourself time to do the fiddly, perhaps less enjoyable stuff. I don't know. It depends. Uh, you know what. Uh, what blows people's hair back, I suppose, but um, <laughs> I think probably for most people, um, you know, the, the really engaging, really fun part is, yeah, I'm getting my ideas down, I'm building my yeah. argument, I'm, I'm making something good here. Um, but you do also need to schedule time 
to go through and, and check your, your spelling, grammar, punctuation, um, and perhaps before that, the more structural stuff, you know, like you said, the odd paragraph or sentence that is uh, misplaced. Yeah, and your references as well, making sure that yeah. those are polished, that you followed quote unquote or, or whichever uh, guide you're using in your subject area um, and that you followed that to the letter. I think that's something that really impresses uh, subject tutors is when they see somebody's taken the time to do the referencing correctly. And I always say to students, referencing can take a lot of time, but it's actually not that difficult. It's just time consuming. Yeah, absolutely. And and I guess if um, if you're thinking about that towards the beginning of the process so that you keep your referencing information organized, you keep track of where your quotes and paraphrases, bits of data and so on have come from, then you save yourself grief later on uh, so that you don't become that person I, I gather is often uh, encountered by people who work on uh, desks in libraries who say, have you got that book? It's that, it's that yeah. big green book. I think it was on the first <laughs> yeah. floor, yeah. Uh, you know, um, where that person's thinking there's a brilliant bit of information somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Um, yeah, so. so it's making sure you keep your information stored in a, a logical way that you can easily get hold of as well, um, you know, so that you're not, as you say, fiddling around towards the end of the process. Um, so I think, you know, we've, we've covered a lot of ground there. Do you, Miles, have any sort of final tip that you might give to students who were embarking on a new essay this semester? Well, I, I think actually it's, it's one that, that you raised uh, earlier on and it's just worth reiterating, which is about asking uh, that question, you know, early yeah. on. If there's something that you're not sure about. Uh, then just you know be be bold and and speak up whether it's in uh, a seminar situation or office hours with a tutor or whether it's a question of having an appointment with an academic skills tutor when you can uh, you can talk to them about how to approach this process of of tackling an assignment you can look at keywords and so on um, you know don't don't suffer in silence make sure that anything you need to find out is found out uh, fairly early on in the process Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, the good thing is, as tutors, we've all been there before. <laughs> we've all yep. done it. We've been through the process. So we know what it's like. And we didn't always get it right either. But, you know, we've learned from that experience. Um, and yeah, I absolutely 100% agree that asking for help, you know, whether it is early on in the process, or even later on, when you yep. suddenly realise that you're, uh, you know, you're not quite sure about something, um, then I think, you know just whenever you can do do ask those questions like you say don't suffer in silence i think so i think that's that's the way to go um you know if you're strategic with it and you get the expert input that you need then you're maximizing your chances of success um you asked for one tip actually another one uh, that, that pops up is is to kind of monitor how you've gone with your initial assignments in in your course or you know this this semester or whatever it might be so that you can have an idea of how long it takes you to put together draft one you know you can have an idea of the stages that you found tricky last time uh, so that you can make sure that uh, you feed that into what you do next time as well as of course of uh, uh, as reading the the feedback that you get from the tutor you know Absolutely. not just looking at the number and I think that idea of looking at the feedback would be a great topic for a future podcast, actually. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so Absolutely. hopefully we've been able to give you some useful tips and advice there, and we will uh, join you again soon for another 
Academic Skills Podcast. Thank you.